This is CliffCentral.com. 360biz on cliffcentral.com. It is indeed 360biz on cliffcentral.com. My name is Deborah Forty. Welcome to another exciting installment of 360biz. It's a beautiful sunny day all the way in Joburg. I must say it actually sounds um, different being in, the, in in this country. Uh, only to think, dude, you know what? Uh, being all the way in Ethiopia, my brother, um, the sun has been hot, you know, and the things are happening on a different pace there. Eh? You know, I always say it takes you being out of the country to actually realize and appreciate your country. Come to think of it, Bulelani, eh? No, definitely. You know, there, when you're talking about being, it's so glad being in a whole new country, or being back in the country, I uh, started thinking about a conversation I had with one gentleman about how Cape Town shouldn't even be a part of South Africa because it's got a European feel going on. <laughs> and I know that you've been in Cape Town for quite a while. So, nah, man, I'm happy to be in studio 360Biz. We're back in business. Um, yeah. Welcome, my brother. You were in Devon last week, huh? We, we missed you, man. Right? Nah, man. I was going to fetch something nice. I'll show you outside in Durban <laughs> that I ordered. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I hope you met some ma- amazing people there, though. Nah, definitely, Joe. The people in Pine Town mm-hmm. are amazing. Um, I'm thinking actually in time to th- look, look into property that side, actually. Really? I mean, I loved it. I mean, I was there Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Well, I was flying in and out. I think I did about two flights, return flights okay. on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, morning and evening. And then Friday, I just I flew down and then I drove back. So it was pretty nice, Joe. And so then, you know what? Nah? Mm-hmm. Just, to, just to cut you off there. I did a talk in Freyheit. In Frahet. Yeah, Frahet. Frahet. And I mean, you know what? Nah? Um, it was at a school. And it was such a beautiful thing, Joe, mm-hmm. how the principal was so connected to what the young people wanted. And the young kids loved the principal. Of all the school talks I've ever done or the voluntary talks or whatever the case is, I've never seen young people that love their culture so much. Zulu people, man. Mm. So is it, are you saying that because you're Zulu? No, no, I'm saying I'm closer. <laughs> oh, I can't. wish I was Zulu. I love speaking Zulu, but uh, I mean, those guys are so cultured. But I'm mm. happy to be back in Joburg, ready to work, business. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, Kosa, I mean, has got some 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 beautiful people, man. Like the woman that they have right next to you, dude. More you know? <laughs> Zulu. Oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> when Dumbo <laughs> says, "Sets you up for failure," and then eggs spills all over your face. <laughs> but like I said, Zulu. Zulu Nation have got some beautiful people like the person sitting next to you and you say Molo. Oh sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you look kinda closer, but not mm. as the righty girls have a closer the different <laughs> No no I'm hundred percent Zulu. Yeah, you're hundred percent Zulu. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the voice of Sis Nobu Senkosi. You some of you might have um, no, you might know of Sis Nobutlankos because this is actually the second time um, that we're having you on the show. Sis Nobutlankos is the financial head Lions Africa. Is the head of financial Lions Africa for is it Alliance or what? Is, what? Because I was corrected with that. It's Alliance Global Corporate and Specialty Africa. But I heard it. I heard it means the same thing as Alliance. No, it's Alliance. So some people say Alliance. Some people say it's the, but it's pronounced Alliance. Oh, Alliance. Yes. Alliance Global Corporate and Speciality. Mm-hmm. Um, Sis Nobutu, welcome to, to Cliff Central. Do you want to say hi to our listeners once more? Thank you. Um, hi to all the listeners. It's, um, thank you for inviting me on the show again. Oh, okay. How? Thing on the show again now, like I'm sure. <laughs> well, I'm happy. You know what? I'm really, I'm, I'm really happy and excited to be on the show again. You know, mm-hmm. the last time we, um, we had really exciting, uh, we had a really exciting conversation, and you know, we sort of did a deep dive on cyber. Mm-hmm. So um, today we will touch on it, but we're also looking at it from a broader perspective. So. Um, yeah, definitely looking forward to the show. Oh, okay. Um, Happy New Year, by the way, because this yes, is the first yes, time. Yes, yes, yes. Happy New Year. And you know, you know these these, these corporate busy women, they don't even send you messages to say Happy New Year or to say Merry <laughs> Christmas and whatsoever. But they'll be asking you about money in January. Too. <laughs> <laughs> well, Happy New Year to you too. All the best for 2016. No, no, definitely. Um, thank you very much. Uh, for it. I, it is going to be definitely a brilliant year. I've got no doubt about this one. Um, I've got some. Somebody else that just walked in into studio. You know, dude, it's actually interesting when you're seeing a TV presenter coming on to the show late. 
I don't know how that works. You know? <laughs> Especially for a person that is used to being in studio. Um, this is my brother, Dumi Ramonotsi. Dumi Ramonotsi is a business analyst. Dumi, how are you? Do you want to say hi to our listeners? Um, couldn't you tell hi to your listeners? I'm excited to be here. Oh, okay. No, it's, it's good to have you here. Yeah. Uh, you can relax um, and tie your tie a yeah. bit. Yeah. You'll tie it back <laughs> when we start um, getting in the midst of things or later on in the show. I thought today on the show, Mbulelani, let's talk about risk. Obviously, you know, being the new, being a new year, and obviously a lot of businesses are, are looking at, at um, you know, ways on how they could prevent risk and, um, you know, how they could actually overcome um, certain risk that they face in business. Because one thing I've realized is, well, there's two types of risk. There's risk that will profit you, and um, there's risk that will cost you. Yeah. Which one do you prefer? Definitely, uh, definitely prepare. I'm still tuning into January. I definitely, <laughs> I I'm still in December mode. Yeah. No, man, I definitely prefer the one that is going to put me in a position where I'm able to gain more funds and money. Definitely. And I mean, I was having a conversation with one gentleman just the other day about the very same thing. And because we're developing, we're developing KPIs for my staff members because we, we, we've got a large intake of quite a few new individuals coming on board. You're developing KPIs. My brother, there's people that are listening that don't even know what KPI is. Hmm? It's Kasi, Pop, and Place, or what? <laughs> I mean, key performance indicators. Oh, I mean, okay. I mean, some of the tools with the KPIs and the KPIs that we'll be able to utilize to measure mm-hmm. the output. And matters such as risk came up when we're doing an audit. Well, we're still busy with it of the company okay. in terms of what is it? What's that one or three things that if they happen today would shut your business down? Hmm. So there's quite a variable amount of things that we had to look at because, I mean, we're in business. I mean, and I've been doing this for quite a while now. And you know that for the most part, as entrepreneurs, we're taken, we're taken over by the need to go out there, sell a service and get funds in, mm-hmm. you know, reduce your cost of sales. I mean, increase your gross profit margins. Those are the things that you focus on. But things like risk, sometimes you don't focus on, mm-hmm. like the compliance. So which I think that it's, it's very, very important for us as young entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs that are coming up no, to get the knowledge that mm-hmm. these amazing yellow bones, yo, they are yellow. Mm. The studio just lit up. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you're the only one that's dark, you know. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, um, what, what you're saying it's actually true and valid, uh, Bulelani. And one thing I love is that um, says Nobutle obviously is going to be the one um, that will be guiding us, uh, obviously with a discussion of risk. But more than anything, says Nobutle, do you want to perhaps uh, tell us uh, what or who is Alliance Global Corporate and Specialty? Alliance Global Corporate and Specialty is a division within the Alliance Group, which is um, an insurance company that is headquartered in Germany. Okay. So as um, as AGCS, um, that's the acronym for Global Corporate and Specialty, okay. we basically focus on insurance for corporate clients. Um, that would be mainly sort of listed companies um, and and, a, and sort of a tier down, and yeah, we do we do various insurance products, um, which you know we've spoken about previously, but that's pretty much sums up what we do. Um, so in terms of speaking about risk, we uh, on a yearly basis we do a survey which is called the Alliance uh, Risk Barometer, and this year for 2016 we did it um, and we had. About 800 participants from about uh, 44 countries. And uh, it basically just does, does a deep dive on matters that um, in, in impact on companies with regards to their risk. So what keeps, what keeps directors up at night? Um, and um, so what's interesting this year is that we actually have results from specifically from South Africa. Mm-hmm. So I'll touch on that a bit later on the show as, as with regards to what what came up and, you know, what are the, the top risks that South African uh, clients mm. feel, you know, are a great risk for them? No, definitely. I will definitely come back to that. There's a couple of things that I was reading about the top business risk for South African appearing for the very first time with cyber incidents. Uh, but more than anything, let me come to you. Dumi, do you want to tell us what is it that you do? Uh, I'm a business analyst. I um, analyze business processes. I work uh, predominantly with... Um, project managers in trying to realize the objectives that a particular company would want to reach with a particular solution or with a, a particular project. So um, what I primarily do is come in at the first stage 
and let's say most probably it's in the project management life cycle, I'd come in and define the requirements that the client would want or, or the particular business, uh, the requirements that they want, or I'd, I'd, I'd come and define the entire life cycle for that specific project, whether it be a project or company, um, identify risks, identify objectives, identify everything that pertain to the success of that project. Mm. So primarily that's, that's what I do. Okay. Analysis. Bulena, I think we have the right people in the studio. What do you think? No, definitely. And I mean, you can just hear the wisdom. <laughs> they haven't even said much, but you can just hear. But I mean, I definitely would be interested to hear what you guys have to share, especially around risk. So that one can walk out of here empowered. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the hundreds and thousands of mil- uh, thingy listeners that we have will also walk out feeling empowered because that's the stuff that we need. Because everybody tells you about the glory, but no one tells you about the risk element where you actually have to spend yeah. time fixing that up. Yeah. No, definitely. If you ever you're listening out there, you want to join in on the discussion, you can tune in um, or even give us a call. Um, the number is 0861 We're on Twitter as well. Our Twitter handle is at Cliff Central, call me on Facebook as well. Our Facebook um, page is Cliff Central. We're on WeChat as well. Our WeChat ID is Cliff Central. My Facebook um, um, what handle it's Double Homer 40. And I'm on Twitter as well. It's at Double Homer 40. It's Instagram, it's Double Homer 40 as well. Everything is just Double Homer 40. Mr. Bala? Everything is Double Homer 40. Yeah, everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bulelani at Bulelani Bala. Okay. Um, Twitter and Facebook. And then mm. Bulelani Bala Bala for no. tw- um, Facebook. No, okay. It's at Nobuche underscore Kozi. For everything. Or at Nobut underscore. So you see people that know, you know, mm. what I know. <laughs> uh, for myself, it's Tumi uh, Ramonotsi. I think people can, can really, well, spell that. But it's R-A-M-O-N-O-T-S-I. Tumi mm-hmm. Ramonotsi. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, even Pinit. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, definitely. So this Nobuchle, tell me, what are the key findings of the 2016 Alliance Risk Barometer? So in terms of key findings, um, it was quite interesting to see cyber incidents coming up as number one um, with regards to South Africa. But we're also seeing things like business interruption, um, changes in legislation Mm -hmm. uh, is is, is, is posing as a big risk to companies, um, macroeconomic developments and um, power blackouts, um, as well as uh, political risks and new technologies. Okay, so now tell me. I mean, in regards to 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 to, to I mean, um, you spoke of legislature there. Do you, mm-hmm. do you wanna perhaps um give us a bit of detail? What what is affecting us as far as legislature is concerned? So, if you look at the regulatory landscape in South Africa, particularly, um, it's 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 quite clear that you know the regulators are sort of um, becoming more and more robust. Um, if you look at, uh, for example, the financial services industry, we know that that is one of the most highly regulated financial services industries in the world. You know, and um, if you look at uh, cyber in, 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 in specifically, then you'd be looking at uh, things like Poppy, the protection of personal information, um, which will be soon coming into law. But we can clearly see that the regulators are moving in one direction, and that one direction is to, you know heavily regulate so companies are now sort of under the the risk of of not being compliant you mm. know and that's why this is has sort of come up mm. in Bu- the top three yeah Bulelani, um, just uh, uh, the issue of poppy um, the personal uh, uh, prote- personal uh, protection of personal information act uh, we actually had a show last year around that that thing, it, that thing is hectic. And uh, the most interesting thing, um, if you remember, as uh, Noble, what we ask is that uh, with, um, I mean, first and second world countries, um, it takes about three years for compliance to take place. Whereas in our country, it's a year. So, and one thing is that, I mean, uh, there's a lot of small business that don't know about the complications um, of, of the um, uh, coming in of the Poppy Act. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe one of the things. I mean, do me have you heard about that? Yeah, uh, poppy is quite a big one. It's it's a compliance. I mean, if you look at uh, the penalties that come with poppy, it's something around ten million. Yes, ten um, million for for a specific company. That's uh, ENY suggestions to say that if you don't comply, the penalty once the regulator has been established, which would be in March this year, mm-hmm. it would be something like ten million. Yes, mm. for a and fine for not complying with the seven conditions of poppy. 
that's that's how dangerous uh, it is for companies. Yeah. No. Um. I mean, sis. Um. Sis Noble. There's 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 somebody that is asking to 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 on the SMS to say, we hear you speaking about Poppy. What is this Poppy that that you wanna probably quickly take us through? So, um, Poppy is the the Protection of Personal Information um, Act, mm-hmm. which uh, will be soon uh, uh, coming into effect. It was signed into law in, in 2013. And basically, it is to protect uh, personal information of, of individuals um, and companies. And um, it's sort of following the, the global trends because, you know, we've seen we've seen it in, 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 in the U.S. We've seen it in, in Europe. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're slowly catching up into that. But basically, it's just to put a, a, a onus on, on companies to protect the data of um, personal information of, of individuals that they hold. Because as you know, a lot of companies do actually hold um, highly personal information. Now, you know, the regulator is saying that if you do have this information, then you need to ensure that it is secure and it is protected. Hmm. But now, don't you guys think that it's putting more of a red tape on small businesses? I mean, my brother, you are an owner of a small business. Yeah, and I'm trying to think, how does this affect a small business like the poppy? It would affect a small business the same way it would affect a GSE-listed company. It's basically... Um, Regulation, it's compliance. Um, you as a small business would also need to ensure that the, the private information that you hold of your customers is, is secure and protected. Like, like, for instance, when you talk about private information, you're referring to the personal details that belong to an individual. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, if you have 10 uh, employees or if you have 100 employees, whichever size your business is, the importance or the responsibility to protect that information lies with you, the owner. So if, if you misplace that information, if you have an HR system which is not compliant to, to Poppy in its whichever ways of collecting the data, securing the data, and disposing the data, because what companies do is that they hold the data of individuals even though they are not uh, working there m- anymore. That's why it's it's surprising that you would find a call from, from, from a telemarketer saying, hey, could you please uh, buy this product? Why? Because company can sell information to these telemarketers. So Poppy is trying to cover that gap in between to say that that your information is protected, you know that as you leave a company, um, your information is, is terminated. So now, as a consumer with the Poppy Act, if I now get a call from a telemarketer, how do I now trace it to that particular company that gave off the information? Is there such is there such a way of tracing the info where I ask the telemarketer, where did you get my information from? Usually with telemarketers, they, they, they don't divulge who has shared no, the information. No, they don't. Yeah. That's, that's how smart they are. They would not, uh, because they have bought that information and the contracts of, um, and the agreements that they have is, is not to divulge that mm. they saw. Uh, they sign an anti-disclosure yeah. agreement. Mm. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. Yes, they do. But um, just to sort of give it another spin. So in terms of the, the protection of personal information, it doesn't only come from a regulator. It would also come from uh, third parties. So the the affected people that whose data has been breached also have you know the right to um, to institute legal proceeding against you. Hmm. Oh, so uh, yeah, no. <laughs> so I think I think um, maybe it's a, it's a question of maybe one of the things that I think we need to do maybe um, as later on on the year maybe let's revisit, especially when we're heading towards March. Um, the discussion of Poppy, yeah. so that we put emphasis on no, it. Definitely. Okay. So, because it's something that is definitely off key. I mean, right now, um, so so right now, in terms of um, what are the leading um, key business risks in South Africa and Africa in total? Um, so we've we've mentioned a little bit about cyber, um, but with regards to cyber particularly, they are. The, we're seeing an increase in cybercrime. I mean, we went over the stats last year, if, if you remember. I said mm-hmm. it, it costs the economy, the global economy, about uh, almost 500 billion U.S. dollars yes. um, in terms of cybercrimes. But we're also seeing, you know, we're seeing that um, hackers are becoming more and more sophisticated by the day, you know. Um, just to give you guys an example, I went to a, a cyber conference last year in, in Botswana. Okay. And um, so one of the <coughs> one of the presenters was... A what we call uh, ethical hackers, um, and he basically showed us a video of a jeep being hacked. So they, there's it was a team of three of them, mm-hmm. and um, so they remotely hacked into into this this jeep. So one of them was driving it, and the other two were at home on a laptop, and they basically just took over the control of the car. 
you know, they could switch the engine off, they could control the steering what? wheel, what? they could, <laughs> they basically deactivated the brakes while the guy was driving. So it just shows you the stuff, the level of sophistication of hackers. I mean, you can Google it. I'm sure it's on YouTube. I'm sure that video is on YouTube, but you know, you, you, you can Google it. No, no, you, 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 you must give us um, the heading or whatever so that we, so, so, so that we definitely. I mean, when I that. saw that, I was, you know, I was, I, I could not believe it. I could not believe it. So yeah, Google it and, and have a look at it. But it basically just highlights um, that you know the key exposures. And if you look at uh, business interruption, um, so this is the number one risk that came out okay. at a global level. And it's come out number one at um, for the fourth consecutive time in the risk barometer. So we definitely see that clients are starting to recognize the fact that um, business interruption, so business interruption, just to, to um, elaborate on it, is when something happens, um, <laughs> property damage, a property damage, yeah. um, say a fire or an explosion happens and um, you cannot do business. So obviously, on a daily basis, you're going to be losing out on on profits. So that would be business interruption insurance. Um, so we're starting to see that. So you, the, you, you know, Mamun goes the way he's so Leonard. He's saying business interruption, but it's like she's saying something else. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Continue. Yeah. So I hope my explanation of it was you could understand. Yes, there is. Um, I could get you, some, you. That's what you meant. So we're starting to see. Um, the, the values definitely increasing. That's because, um, you know, the, the, the actual risk, risk is evolving. We're starting to see that, um, you know, the national, um, natural catastrophes, um, fire and explosion are definitely coming out top. We're starting to see that from a cyber perspective, the business interruption element is also increasing. I mean, if you look at, um, specific industries like, uh, utilities, power plants and things like that, if you, you can imagine that if, if there's a, 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 a breakdown of the plant mm-hmm. um, and there's physical damage, how long it would take to restore it um, back to operation. Or if um, there's a cyber attack specifically on a, a, a power plant and they shut the system down, you can imagine how difficult it would be to obviously try and trace that and, and be able to get it back into into operation. So we're seeing, um, we're also seeing, you know, the, the supply chain element of, of business interruption because it doesn't only come from your operations being, um, being affected, okay. but also those of your suppliers, you know. So we're starting to see that as a risk, particularly with regards to the, you know, the political landscape. Where, you know, in certain countries there's some political instabilities as well as sanctions imposed and things like that. So that's what has come up uh, with regards to business interruption. But then another interesting one, I think, for, for South Africa, you know, given our current uh, macroeconomic conditions, you know, there's a lot of volatility in the markets. Um, you know, the economy is, 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 has slowed down. The growth of the economy has slowed down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with, we're yeah. looking at a, you know, 0.7 percent mm-hmm. um, this year. Um, then we're also seeing, you know, the, an increase in in um, commodity prices, which um, is certainly not not a positive, you know, factor for for businesses currently. So there's there's quite a few macroeconomic conditions that are impacting, you know, clients and their performance. Um, and then the other one would be uh, blackouts. You know, uh, we don't need to to discuss that any further. We all know about that issue. Uh, um, but, but ESCOM have been kind <laughs> lately. Yeah, I mean, a blackout today. It, no, but I mean, it, it is it is getting better, and mm. you know, we we are hopeful that you know they'll come to a solution that will be sustainable. Um, and then the other the other one that's quite interesting is also the the new technologies. You know, um, disruptive technologies. Disruptive technologies, particularly because um, if you look at um, the competitiveness mm-hmm. of, of 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 business. You're getting new disruptive te- technologies. You okay. know, you're getting startup companies that mm-hmm. um, they think out of the box. You know, they follow the agile methodology, mm-hmm. and they're giving you know they're giving traditional business a run for their money mm-hmm. because they're coming mm-hmm. with business mm-hmm. models that can basically do the same job at half the cost. Hmm. So that's you know that's one thing that um, companies need to you know start looking out for. They yeah. also need no, to no no no. In fact, speaking of looking out, Dumza, you you are a business analyst. Your job is to come up with systems, my brother, yeah. uh, to be protecting companies. I mean, um, right now, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting fact that you've made mention of in terms of um, interrupting technologies. I mean, in terms of now a business analyst, I mean, what would you say 
um, are some of I mean the risk that businesses should be on the lookout for. I think uh, if if you if you subsegment a business, you'd have to look at the entirety of the business and start with um, what is it actually that's a risk? Because if you define a risk or a business risk, you're you're talking about an an occurrence or an activity in the in the company that implies or suggests that you will not gain the profits that you are looking out to gain as a company. So in definition, that's what a business risk is. And then if you subsegment the categories of risk, you're talking about five kind of kinds of risks, which every company will be different to, well, for each and every company. So you're, you're referring to a strategic risk. Those are risks associated with your objectives, with uh, um, um, your company's whatever ethics and, 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 and values that it stands for. Mm-hmm. And then you're talking about the compliance risk. I think we have covered that uh, partially with uh, with regards to the legislative uh, risks that we have been talking about, the poppy. And then you're referring to the financial risk. Like, for instance, if you have one customer that is, well, if you have one client, for instance, that is bringing in the money into the business, then it's a financial risk because if you cut the deal as a small business, uh, you don't don't have anything to deal with. And then you're talking about other risks, uh, the the other two subcategories of risk. You're talking about reputational risk. And then, um, I mean, reputational is just obvious. Um, As a company, small businesses, uh, entrepreneurs are trying to build a brand. So anything that de-associates your brand with productivity, with progress, with uh, uh, service delivery and so forth, with I'm um, out there to, to, to actually uh, build a brand, anything is, well related to, to those kinds of risks would be sub-categor- subcategorized as a, uh, as a reputational risk. That's true. Okay. No, but I think maybe let's, let's probably um, cross over. I mean, to, to, I've got a brother um, that comes all the way from Ghana. Um, John, I, he's a businessman. I mean, he's a servant is a person that sees um, the difference and potential in a lot of young people. Mr. Aya, how are you, my brother? I'm very well, my brother. How are you? No, good. Thanks, man. Um, do you want to start by saying hi to the listeners of Cliff Central? Tell us who you are and what is it that you do? Oh, um, good evening, South Africa. Uh, God bless you. My name is John Ayayi from Ghana. I, I love to see people grow and love to see people attain their potential. For me, that is my desire, so that is what I do. No, Thank you. No, definitely. Welcome to South Africa, by the way. Hopefully, you're enjoying Thank our you. weather. Yes, I'm sitting somewhere. Fantastic. I can see your mountains in Drakensberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Some, some some people are working very nice. Some of us are wearing suits and ties here, and you sitting uh, in Drakensberg watching mountains while like doing business. Easy. <laughs> no, definitely, uh, John. I mean, we've been talking about a uh, uh, risk um, around business um, in South Africa and Africa as a whole. You coming from Ghana, I mean, what would you say are some of the risks that affect business in in Ghana? Then? Well, uh, I think number one is perception. Uh, when we start businesses, uh, first of all, as believers or whoever, when you start bus- a business, is what you believe that drives the business. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, we have, we need to understand that the number one risk is your belief hmm. in what you're about to do. Okay. So, if you were coming from God's perspective, which is what I believe that we should all be coming from, because he's the one who created us and knows what he instilled in everybody and what they should do, mm-hmm. then you should be coming from his perspective. Okay. So, what is God telling me to do? What what do I feel like I'm doing? And you can question. So, that's number one. Perspe- perception is number one. Okay. And after you receive that, planning to ensure that that is done. Planning from A to B, because it is said that you cannot build a house until you've come to the entire cost. Mm-hmm. Now, the cost doesn't necessarily mean that you know every detail, but at least you understand the journey and every obstacle, every law that governs the business. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we assume that people have succeeded, and so when we embark on the same journey, we'll succeed. But there are laws that govern every trade, there are instructions mm-hmm. that you need to follow, are markets that you need to invade. So I think for Africans or for Ghanaians generally, those are the these two things are the main things that will cripple us. Because you and I know for a fact that if your business is bankable, then people will invest in it. Or if your business mm. carries what the solutions that is bringing, then people will back uh, back it with whatever resources that you need. Mm. So for me, these are the two things. So it comes it just boils down to understanding the wisdom behind the business. And then having the under, uh, having the understanding to actually actualize this business that is from the personal perspective mm-hmm. now from the environmental perspective, we have leaders or 
elders that do not want young people to succeed. Let's mm. be honest. Yeah, no, that, that, that one is, it's a, it's a serious problem. We're also experiencing that in South Africa. One thing that I've always said as well is that as young people, we lack mentors, but they didn't yeah. want to disturb. You can continue. Yeah. So there are older people that see young people as a risk. Whereas if we have mentors, like you put it, who can actually say, you know what, for the sustainability of what I have started, I need to train somebody to take over. Yes, then definitely. they start opening doors for you. Mm-mm-mm. So then you don't repeat the mistakes that they repeated because they feed you information. You go through the experience, but at least you have some example to look at to be able to address the issues that you are encountering in your business. So you will go through challenges faster than mm. they did. You know, but unfortunately because of colonialism, we our mindsets have been taught to always suppress others. So we can go ahead. Mm. So, so well, continue. Mm-hmm. No, I'm saying what, what what you're saying. It's like no, we, so saying we sometimes our risk. own risk as young people. Exactly. No, well, sometimes we are our own risk. Uh, and I was coming to that as a second point after the elders. The second one, the second point is as young people, I don't see why we are competing with one another, especially, especially coming from a continent that has so much potential. Hmm. There is enough for everybody to do and to get somewhere. So there's no need to compete. We, we don't share ideas. We think Facebook is enough, but we don't share ideas. You cannot have... It's difficult to find 10 young men who understand that they need to get somewhere, and so they, the, the 10 of them should sit together and bring all their resources and skills together. That is so true. A plan, to develop a plan, a very robust plan, and then back on it and succeed together. No, you can't get it. Worst case, or the best you'll get, is people who have succeeded already who... We'll say, okay, well, at this point, we, we think we need to help others. But even them, they will struggle to help others because they will not be able to get young people together because it's the same problem. It's just a cycle. Mm. We'll come together and say, okay, let's sit down and present this plan to John Ayai because probably he can help us get finance. So you rather find people who have wealth or young men who have made it in life chasing people to bring them ideas to invest in. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So then, right now, I mean, in in our country, we've got, I mean, right now, a couple of policies and legislature um, that are coming into effect that are more like putting a red tape and red tape for people to do business um, in South Africa. Are you guys having the same problem in Ghana? Well, we are not having that. Uh, are you referring to the BE or is that another? Um, no, I mean, BE is a policy as well that that has come okay. into effect. We've got but another the one. Laws are, mm-hmm. the laws are not enough. Laws are not enough. You and I know that if you tell your child or if you tell somebody, you, you restrict somebody from doing something, mm-hmm. it takes their own self-discipline to maintain that law. Otherwise, when you turn around, they'll do what they wanted to do anyway. Mm. So laws are not enough. I think it's more of a mindset problem. Mm. We must come to the point that we know that unless we have to come together to achieve what we need to achieve, we have to share ideas, we have to trust one another. We have to, even, the ultimate goal is to ensure that people have a good life, people have a healthy life, Mm -hmm. others are happy. Because when you sell a solution is when you make profit. And I'm not talking about financial profit, I'm talking about emotional profit. I'm talking about mental profit, elevating somebody from a place of obscurity obscurity to a place of uh, success is Mm. what I call profit. Mm. The body, soul, and mind. Yeah, I mean, you you made you made something very interesting. A point very, that is very interesting when it comes to the issue of trust. Um, yeah. I know that right now, um, in 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 especially in South Africa, uh, I mean, they call us the gateway to Africa. Uh, mm-hmm. But right now, um, we 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 we've opened, I think, um, our doors for a couple of people to come do business in South Africa. But it's not the same um, in terms of us going into um, other African countries. Um, obviously, it goes back to the issue of trust. That if ever you're not coming from my own country, I'm more likely to trust you than the one that comes in my own country. I mean, um, what would you say to somebody that is listening out there that wants to be doing business in Ghana, want to be doing business in Kenya or any other African countries? Well, I would say you have to you have to focus on what you want to build trust. It takes time because of obviously people's experiences. It takes time to build trust. People have been through what they've been through. Mm-hmm. People are shaped because of the experiences. Mm-hmm. So 
if I decide to come and do business in South Africa, I have to be sure that my values are what I find in the next person before I embark on, the, on whatever business I want to do. Okay. Now, you will argue with me that people can hide themselves behind behind certain cliches or certain images just to get you in so they can rob you. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But you will always get a hint. And so when you start crossing boundaries, don't limit yourself to just profiteering. Don't limit yourself to just making exorbitant amount of monies or investigate the person. Okay? Have your own protocols that you can use to investigate the people. Mm-hmm. Check them out properly. I mean, you and I are friends now, and so if you even came to Ghana, I don't expect that you just give me a million dollars to do business. If you did, because of the spirit that I have in me, by God's grace, I, would, I wouldn't abuse you. But mm-hmm. if you did that, then you stand to be abused. But mm-hmm. you should also check me. Have your own checkpoint. Yes, it's true. Okay? Check in every facet of life, every sphere of life. I mean, body, soul, and spirit. Because how can two work together unless they agree? You need that aspect. Mm-mm-mm. No, no, definitely. Um, Mr. Me, um, I, before I actually let you go, uh, we usually close off the show in style. Um, we usually like to say people um, should give um, about a 60 to 30 seconds word of inspiration to somebody that's listening out there. What would be yours today? Well, I would say that Africa is up for grabs. Africa is ready for young people or generation to take over. And so please, Africa, let's stand together. Let's come together. Let's develop Africa together for Africa because Africa is ours. We have nowhere to go. That's all I have to say. Wow. And no, the Lord is ready to help us. No, definitely. No, that's powerful, my brother. No, thanks a lot for your taking your time um, I, you, I, out of looking at the mountains to actually have a discussion with us. <laughs> Thank you. No, definitely. Um, Tumza, um, you, you, you are still making a, a very important point. Um, before we connected um, to John. John is saying something very interesting. He's speaking of trust, especially when we're needing to be going to Africa. Um, right now, it's it's something that I'm going to want um, Snowbootle to, 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 to add into. Uh, but now, what is the importance of systems? Because um, right now, you realize that there's a lot of companies that don't have systems out there. If, if you look at uh, the technological suggestions um, for companies that are out there vary from, from, from product to product. If you look at uh, solutions that are available, whether it be um, you just wanting to conduct business with uh, other companies outside of uh, South Africa, mm-hmm. they vary. Um, I think uh, companies should sit down, um, whether it's small business, whether it's, it's seeing an opportunity out there, or whether it is an, a young entrepreneur wanting to do business outside, because Africa is a complex system um you know the business the business climate in africa is quite a complex one for instance if you look at um, nigeria and the whole mtn story which was a big one it, it seeks to suggest that there are unfinished businesses or unfinished perceptions that are not clarified between these two countries, South Africa and, and, and Nigeria. So from a system perspective, from a technological perspective, companies always ought to sit down and strategically plan what their intentions are with regards to the party that they're entering into business with. There's usually, um, when, you, when you do strategic business management, there's usually a suggestion that is coming um, strongly for companies is to, is to to always consider the idea of mobility. Mm. Okay. Mobility will always suggest that uh, traveling is minimized. Mobility will suggest... So So when companies sit down and draw up uh, what we call a, a CIO strategy or, or an IT strategy or as it used to be called, mobility would be top of the list. That would include the occurrences, uh, as, as, as my fellow colleague said, the occurrences of disruptive technology, the occurrences of uh, cyber, cyber crimes that are happening because you have a mobility strategy that is looking at each and every possibility of minimizing costs of doing trade with people outside of the country. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> you, you're the one that I know you're always flying in and out uh, of the country and obviously you guys, I mean being Alliance Risk, I mean last time before I mean, the show started we spoke about um, how you guys did a media briefing um, in Nigeria. How, what would you say are, are some of the difficulties or the challenges of uh, doing business in Africa though? Okay, so um, as you know, we, we don't just do business in South Africa. We um, 
oversee the, the entire continent. Um, and we do travel extensively to all the other African countries. And, you know, Africa, we're really passionate about Africa and we want to grow mm-hmm. um, within the whole of Africa. I would say the challenge is that Africa is, 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 is a huge continent. And Africa is, um, you know, a continent, not a country. Because sometimes we, or the world rather, will sort of look at Africa and sort of put it in the same blanket. Mm-hmm. Now, what we've experienced and what our approach is as Allianz is that we look at each and every country differently. Um, you know, we like to get an understanding of, you know, what, what's going on in the country, you know, what, um, what are the rules of engagement, what are uh, the laws that are applicable to that country. And uh, also, uh, you know, on, on, on a human level to, to interact with the people you know, on the ground, the okay. way that, you know, they would like to interact or they would like to do business. So um, I wouldn't say it's much riskier than, than anywhere else to do business in Africa, but I would say it, it, it's certainly different. Um, and there are risks that, you know, are sort of uh, predominant within the continent, some of which I've mentioned um, in, in with regards to South Africa yes, no, that, definitely. you know, they apply yeah. to, to the other countries. But uh, it's certainly um, an interesting time. You know, with regards to to doing business in the continent, and I mean, I see, you know, a uh, great potential for growth, mm-hmm. um, not just risk, as as um, we've just been talking about. Yeah. So then, I mean, as as Alliance, what what what? I mean, you earlier on you said you you're in the business of insurance. Yes. Um, and obviously, right now, you guys, I mean, having to be, I'm um, even doing a media briefing around um, the. Um, the training alliance risk parameters and whatever. Obviously, I'd like to think that you guys deal with risk, obviously, um, as an insurance company. Uh, but I mean, what would you say are some of the offerings that that you guys are doing, um, so that obviously companies out there that want to prevent themselves or get one to get themselves secured, um, for anything that might happen. So one of the main reasons why we do the risk parameter is for us to get a deeper understanding of the risks that our clients are faced with so that when we're coming up with insurance solutions, you know, we can be better positioned to be able to look at them in in a holistic So you look at the need and we look at the need of the clients and um, we shall touch them. Yeah. And I mean, you know, certainly risks, (laughs) risks are are emerging and, and, and they, they change constantly. So we as insurance companies need to, to, to keep up with that, to make sure, you know, that we, we, we stay relevant. So, um, as Allianz Global Corporate, you know, we offer a wide of, a wide range of insurance products, um, cyber, cyber protection being, being one of them. But we also do property insurance that covers companies, uh, physical assets, um, and the business interruption part of it, which I mentioned earlier. We, we do marine, um, which would be, you know, the cargo and, and the hull, um, and, uh, goods in transit and, and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we do liability insurance, which, um, mainly focuses on, 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 on third parties, uh, bodily injury and, and property damage. We do financial lines, which is, uh, my area, the area that I oversee. And we've got various products within that. We, we cover directors and officers against liability that may arise, mm-hmm. um, as their duties, um, of, you know, overseeing a company, their fiduciary duties as directors. We do, um, also commercial crime. Um, and if you look at the risk barometer, one of the things that came up is, uh, the risk of fraud and theft. Oh, yes. So that we've got an insurance, uh, product which basically covers the company against, uh, employees. Stealing or defrauding the company. Mm. We need mm. that one, Buddha. Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so now tell me. I mean, um, are you guys strictly for corporate or big business, or do you guys accommodate SMEs? Um, our main focus is corporate, but we do have a division within Allianz that focuses. Uh, it's called Midcorp, and that focuses on um, sort of. Midcorp and SME companies, we do have a solution um, for for the smaller companies, um, but it would traditionally be sort of more package, a package insurance insurance solution where so the things that are mentioned are sort of packaged into into one policy. Mm-hmm. But we certainly do um, have solutions for SME and midcorp size companies. So, um, well, roughly, I mean, for something that is um, well packaged for an SME, how much would you be paying? <laughs> As an underwriter, I'm not in a position to answer that question because I would have to look at the risk and assess it. Oh, okay. So you guys are an underwriter. 
We yes. So underwriting is basically the the risk assessment and uh, pricing yeah. of of a risk within the insurance. Yeah. Uh, Do me let's start an insurance company, but looking for ad small business and you know, <sighs> we actually need such in South Africa. Yeah, we, we need. need I mean, we, we've got yeah. an underwriter here. You'll underwrite yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> we've got a marketer. You'll market us. You know, you'll come up with systems. Eh? No, we need we need an insurance company. Totally, fully black owned. Yeah. Company. That's what we need in South Africa. No, definitely. Basically, from there we 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 come still people. Eh? <laughs> 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 what you need is the Allianz Solutions because they are comprehensive, <laughs> okay. and we have a, a very strong uh, um, uh, balance sheet. Okay. You know, our solvency is uh, one of the highest in the world. Wow. So we're in a position where you know we um, pay claims. Mm. Yeah. So how long have you guys been in existence? Um, we've been in the country um, since the 60s, mm-hmm. um, so we've been in the continent uh, quite a while. But with regards to the corporate offering, we've been around since 2012. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, Tumza, I mean, in terms of now, um, some of the systems that 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 you you're speaking about implementing, um, is how important it is to 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 have insurance and in terms of um, setting up your company. Usually when you talk about insurance, you're referring to a financial component within um, a financial expertise within each and every company. So, for instance, a company would sit down, what CFOs would sit down and actually determine what systems they actually need that would comply with whatever products they would have bought outside. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, uh, if a company is doing its business through HSBC, which is a bank, a company would implement internally a system which is compliant with the policies of HSBC, which is compliant with the legislative policies that that pertain to the country that they're operating in, whether it's South Africa or Zambia or wherever. Mm -hmm. So from a system point of view, the system is always informed by the requirements that the business analyst would gather or the the respective uh, person would gather so as to build that system. So it's not always a, a, a package solution like when you and, and I'm and I'm trying my best not to mention product names. When when you refer to SAP, which is quite a huge um um, um, consulting firm, yes, which has is. a whole lot of products. So it's not usually that easily to take an, an off-shelf uh, program and put it in, in, in your company. Mm-hmm. The ideal way for a whole lot of companies, because in fact, thinking about the complexities that exist in, in, in our economy, you literally would want to sit down as a company and employ someone to actually do analysis in the entire whatever portion of the business process it is to actually come up with a system. So it's not an off-shelf company, put it in, uh, an off-shelf program, put it in and then it works. It's usually a, a long process. Yeah. In, in IT terms, they call it uh, the SDLC uh, life cycle. I think you have heard about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, being governed by uh, uh, Prince2 methodology. Yeah. Mm, no, my brother, we haven't heard about those things. No, no, definitely not. I mean, <laughs> and I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, how accessible or affordable is such information for SMMEs and township entrepreneurs? Usually, to be honest with you, um, it's easier to research, you know. But what, what I found about what I found about research is that you can be so, you know, lost in the research because there's a whole lot of things. Mm. But mm. Uh, from an accessibility point of view, going at the right people, you know, to get the right information, knowing exactly what it is that you want. It, it would be. I, I think I can avail myself um, if you would need such. Because for primarily for, for, for small businesses, the idea, and that's what I'm getting from, from my sister, the idea is to, to have a packaged approach because your complexities would, would be those kinds of complexities that we try and deal with as quickly as possible than rather focusing on a big company which has a whole lot of uh, contracts, a whole lot of um, other things. But the importance is to, when we focus at SMEs, we, we we have a specialized approach of, of, of giving a product that is specific or giving advice and in my instance that is specific to to your needs mm. Mm. you must have I think that. I think you must like, have I, I'm thinking I'm yeah. thinking just that we need to talk after this <laughs> <laughs> no definitely um so I mean um Kose, how do people get more information that want to either take on an insurance product or even want to go through the parameter themselves um, when can they get hold of the information? They can get a hold of us on our website, um, www.alliance.com. Okay. Um, all the information is, is available there. Can you give us the website again? www.alliance.com. www.alliance.com. Um, and um, social media again before we let you go? 
Um, I can't remember what the the, the social media the, oh, the Twitter yeah. handle is. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, no, definitely. Dumza, um, people get hold of you on, on social media, right? Definitely. For for business pur- purposes, I'd like to use my LinkedIn profile because it, it detailifies experience, everything. Mm-hmm. So you can um, check out Dumi dot and then if you like what you see, most probably we can meet and uh, talk advisory. Mm. Mm. Okay, no, guys. Um, since you know that we we always closing off the um, the show in style, um, what will be your word of inspiration, um, to someone that is listening out there? Uh, okay, they always say ladies first. Let's start with the gents. <laughs> actually, you caught me off guard. I'm trying to think what is it that I actually want to would want to say to young people. Oh, okay. No, let's Bulelani can 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 start. Get things done. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So no sorry. <laughs> um, the advice that I would have for companies in general is just to have to maintain a very proactive uh, risk management approach. Mm-hmm. Um, to to sort of you know keep abreast with regards to 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 risk trends. Um, and you know where a company feels that they. Um, cannot retain the risk themselves, then look at alternative risk solutions such as uh, um, insurance, which you know is where we would come in. But just have a proactive risk approach, be on top of um, your risk, and also just you know keep abreast of trends, business hmm. trends. Oh, okay, my actually, brother. Actually, my parting ways would be Africa's open for business. Africa is open. I certainly agree with that <laughs> statement. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, for a person that as well just came into the country, uh, I agree to that. Africa is definitely um, open for business. Um, if you don't want to be broke, uh, you've got to put up and be busy and get out there and get business done. There's nothing wrong with going out there and seeking opportunities because definitely opportunities won't come knocking for you. I'm closing with a note and a quote from my brother, Bulelani, Mr. Get things done. Catch us again next time for another exciting installment <laughs> of 360 Biz. My name is Debo Homer 40. I'm out. Today we're talking about keeping hope up. Keeping hope up is very important when you've got a clear vision for where you are going because you're going to undertake challenges and a lot of ridicule. As a visionary, you live 20 years into the future and people don't readily understand right now what you are going through. Hope is the motivation that keeps you going. Hope is your aspiration. Hope is the dreaming. Hope is the fuel that keeps the engine going. Sometimes you allow the challenges of life to bring you down. Well, this journey that you are on is not an easy one. And I can guarantee you now any powerful and wealthy person that you look up to can tell you that they underwent a lot of challenges. There's always going to be a lot of pain, a lot of pushing, a lot of anger, a lot of strife before there is a light at the end of the tunnel. The question is, are you willing to hold on a little bit longer? Your hope will always be challenged whenever you start living your vision and your dream. Understanding this, that you might not be where you want to be in life and you might not have achieved some of the things that you were hoping to achieve right now. But this is the classic story of the rabbit and the turtle. It is not about how quick you get to the finish line, but it was it's all about the quality of the journey and some of the lessons that you have learned in the journey that will render you a wise person. Stop being hard on yourself. Where's the last time you congratulated you for taking initiative? Why is it that of all the people that are proud of you, you are the one who is the least proud of you? Those are some of the things that kill your hope. But I need you guys today to keep your hope up. Be motivated and keep your hope up. Haters will hate and talkers will talk. But I need you to keep the hope up. So whether you have lost a loved one or suffering the insurmountable pain of the challenges that you are undergoing, I need you to boldly walk up to your mirror, smile, and congratulate yourself on this awesome day that you are going to have. And I need you to know that everything is going to be all right. Keep hope up. My name is Bulelani Balabala, and I'm all about getting things done. Keeping it real. On cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com.